You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Number two, the fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Getting ready to go live on FTS FN. You know what you know what the damn channel is. Stop back and crazy with me on FNTSY on YouTube. Hit fifty thousand subscribers over there yesterday. Want to keep the good times rolling, so get ready to hop into the YouTube chat. Uh, we got that coming up. We got Doctor A coming up in a little while. We'll break that down. Also, want to talk about this Michael Crabtree thing. Peel some of those onions back. But as we close our number one all in kid, Jake Seely, I was asking you about this situation, not fantasy related, but this situation with Greg Schiano in uh, Tennessee. Supposed to be the head coach. The state was like, no way bringing this guy in here. I'm like, I think Greg Schiano is kind of a, you know, he's probably a little bit of a, 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 a whatever you want to call him. I'm not, I'm not the biggest Schiano fan, but I do think he's getting a little bit of a raw, do, of raw, of raw deal here. Oh, 100%. There's no doubt about it. It just came down to the fact that the people didn't like him. And this has yep. nothing to do with the whole Sandusky thing because he was cleared of all that. And that's the fact. It's like that was – he had no involvement. And now he's been the coach, which people are not paying attention to, at Ohio State. He's the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Nobody cares about that. Nobody's been saying anything the entire time he's been there. Nobody's given a lick. Nobody's saying, how are we employing this guy that had this whole Sandusky scandal because he's been cleared and had nothing to do with it. But what you said is I think that he's a little bit grating to some people, and some people don't like him that much. And this really just came down to Tennessee not wanting him, so they used it as the fallback, is we're going to go back and say that, you know, you saw the spray painting, which was, like, in poor taste. And unfortunately for him, He's kind of getting the raw deal here is the fact that he should be given this chance as they were going to give him. The school got pressured by public opinion, which is just frustrating with America nowadays. All you got to do is complain that you're offended by something and, you know, you, you, you can get your way. But, uh, you know, the good thing is he's still going to get money out of it because he signed a contract and they bailed on it. So there's there's money that's still going his way. Does he get to get it? Does he get to keep his job? Does he get to go back to his job at Ohio State? Anybody know that? Uh, that's the interesting part here. Is yeah. I don't know. It, I, I think that's up to Ohio State. If they still want him, I, I don't know why they wouldn't. He's been doing a good job over there. But, you know, this is, again, like you said, it's a raw deal. And I, I in this aspect, you have to feel bad for him. I, I think he's going to look to take a head coaching job somewhere. Yeah. Somebody will give it to him. You know, so you don't he, even pretty think. Much, he put himself out, out there. He's kind of like leaving. and Yeah. So I don't think he's going back. Yeah, like I said, like I said, the dude wasn't that really that good of an NFL coach. A lot of players did not like him. A lot of the staff didn't like him and stuff like that. It was almost mutiny. So I think that ties into it also. But I just think them good old boys down there was like, we want one of our people in this job. You're not bringing this cat down here to us in SEC country. I think that was kind of more of it than anything. Yep. And they, like you said, I was talking to my buddy last night, and they said somebody had this queued up. It was like they were ready for this. It doesn't happen that quickly. Yeah, you're right about that. That that, that, that makes perfect sense. They was like, if Shiano comes in here, we're going to bring up this, and we're going to make a big thing out of it, Matt. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're going to keep the situation rolling like that. So, go ahead. The boosters weren't happy. Yes. But then, like, we might get back into this a little bit later on. With that being said, the new edition movie was on last night. It was my first time really seeing it, the miniseries. I saw a little bit of it, but the new edition taking us out right now. We come back. We lose the all-in kid for us. I and mean, we come back with Dr. A. Then we got the Michael Crabtree thing coming up. Fantasy football frenzy over Reaction Monday. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. In, everybody riding with us. You all right, Doc? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. That's worse. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody rocking with us on YouTube. Fantasy Football Frenzy Week 12. Overreaction Monday. You already know. Time to start breaking down some of these injury situations. Get you caught up to that. What's going on? I haven't seen the YouTube stream pop up yet. Okay, there we go right there. I want to hop in there and say hi to the homies, and I want to Make sure that we are good to go with one Mr. Dr. A. InsideInjuries.com is the app. InsideInjuries.com is the website. Cannot predict injuries, but I'm telling you guys, this is the closest you can get to it. Good morning, Dr. A. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Just, uh, you know, when your kids have a cold and your wife has a cold and your cousins have a cold, then you're eventually going to get a cold. So I've got a cold. All right. So there you go. Dr. A has a cold. Doc, I would have went on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) It could be worse. I don't have any kids, though. Yeah, it could be worse. I'm listed as as questionable for uh, this week at the office. All right, so so that's good, Doc. I'm I'm glad that uh, you have that that option, though. If you if you need to take some time off, Doc, we uh, we're sure somebody can uh, fill it in fill it in for you. Um, Not do a good job, but we we need to get this analysis and information, Doc. And I want to start right here, Doc. Because I feel as if yesterday you foreshadowed <laughs> Greg Olson probably still being about a week away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this was, you know, I hate to say I told you so, right? But uh, Greg Olson, we said that uh, he's still a week away. He needs to rest that foot, you know. Um, and then when I saw him have that one reception and then come out, um, you know, the wor- the thing that you really worry about is re-injury of that original surgery. The x-rays were negative, so that's a good sign. That means they didn't see anything that affected the original, um, you know, the original uh, metallic uh, screw or plate or anything like that. <clears throat> but he should have actually a, uh, an MRI today to make sure that the ligaments and tendons and uh, there's not an occult or stress type of fracture in another part of the foot or this is all just inflammation. The problem is is now this whole start and stop and now have to reevaluate uh, sort of pushes him back now possibly you know another week. So we've actually had him good to go next week but now we've pushed him back um, one more week to uh, an optimal recovery time of two weeks, basically. So, um, again, unfortunately, uh, th- we see this a lot, especially with foot injuries with tight ends and wide receivers. I mean, you just cannot come back too quickly. Hey, Doc, what's the initial reports on Amari Cooper? That looked uh, frightening and really serious. So what should we expect? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the, when I first saw the hit, you know, you're always worried about a spinal cord injury. Um, but good. Uh, I mean, thankfully, I mean, e even I mean, think about that, that he has a pretty severe concussion <clears throat> likely will not will not clear, uh, you know, concussion protocol this week and, uh, you know, probably will be out and not play next weekend. Um, and then the following weekend is probably also still in question. But you know, likelihood of two-week recovery time is probably in the future for Amari Cooper. I mean, the very fact that he can move all of his extremities, you know, now he just has to clear concussion protocol. And with a hit like that, it may take him obviously more than seven to ten days to do so. Let me ask you right quick, Doc. Do you think, seeing the hit, do you think this could be a situation where Amari Cooper could possibly land on the injured reserve? Um, it all Again, it's like this whole uh, – now, he, he hasn't really had uh, – a history of lots of concussions in a short period of time <clears throat> so he should recover and he should uh you know sort of come back from this concussion as long as he doesn't have any other complicating features um you know so i i think uh injured reserve is still you know kind of uh a little bit premature okay i think he should be able to come back in two weeks um you know but he is you remember he was elevated injury risk before the season started on our books um and so you know, we're going to have to see how, how long it takes to clear. If he's still out after two weeks, then I would say look out for injured reserve because he's not really clearing concussion protocol and he has to go for further testing. All right, gentlemen, that we think we're going to have back on fantasy rosters this week is Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Jameis Winston. Looks like that show is getting ready. I don't know if the maturity is up to date, but we do think the show is ready for one Mr. Winston. Yeah, I can't comment on the maturity, but uh, <laughs> on the AC joint, um, you know, uh, the, here's the issue with quarterbacks and their throwing extremity. Yes, the inj injury risk has come down to 15%, and it's, it's continuing to go lower, which is good. They're resting him. But here's the problem. It really affects their predictive performance, and his HPF is not rising. It should be above average right now, but it's still staying at 41% at below average. So I think the biggest issue here is the fact that he may go down to low injury risk and be sort of right at about where he needs to come back into the into the game. But then it may really affect, you know, maybe his velocity is not going to be as strong. Maybe his accuracy is not going to be as strong and he may have recurrent pain and maybe playing through pain that really impacts him. So, you know, um, this is what I worry about, you know, in fantasy. Uh, either they're off the field or they're not producing points for you. Either way, they're not a fantasy relevant, you know, player. So even the fact that he's on the field and he's starting, this injury may affect him the rest of the season. So I would be I would ask fantasy owners to really, really look at Jameis Winston for the rest of the year and see if they could possibly, you know, put uh, get a get a replacement potentially because he may not be at his at peak performance because he's still at below average even though he's about to come back into the game doc i'm going to stay with the wide receivers and i can't decide between uh two players so i'm going to go with both of them here uh rashid matthews and robert woods can you give us the latest all right so uh Richard matthews um grade two hamstring injury wide receiver hadn't had a previous uh, hamstring injury before you know, so he's at elevated injury risk because of this injury. Um, his optimal recovery time right now is four weeks. Um, likely will not stay out that long, probably two weeks. But 19% um, right now, if he rests 
for two weeks. It'll go close to peak health again. But if he's not uh, going to rest and come right back into the game, um, you know, uh, beware. He's at uh, 19% injury risk and likely will be there if he doesn't rest for two weeks. And then Robert Woods, uh, shoulder injury to wide receivers is not as bad as, as hamstring injuries. <clears throat> this optimal recovery time is two weeks. And so he is at elevated injury risk at 23%. He was elevated in peak before this game. Um, that's a high-risk, high-reward guy. And unfortunately, he did get injured. But it is just a two-week recovery time for a short, grade two shoulder injury for wide receivers. Um, uh, and so he's this will be his second week of rest. So he should be back to where his original baseline was um, for the start of this upcoming weekend. So we have a, we have a good possibility of seeing Robert Woods on, on this upcoming Sunday? Should be, unless it's a higher than a grade two shoulder injury, which, um, you know, obviously then makes it worse. But if it's a grade two shoulder injury, then yes, this Sunday, you should see him back on the field. Interesting. Um, and that, that's good. That's good. That's good for Robert Woods owners because I know a lot of guys out there that, that's needing him right now going down the stretch. I want to touch on Woods again right quick, though, Doc. Did, did, yep. What is the injury? So a grade two shoulder injury is, you know, um, one of possible three things. Okay. It could be a rota- rotator cuff strain. It could be a very, <coughs> excuse me, a very minor um, sort of muscle strain like the deltoid muscle around the shoulder or, um, you know, rotator cuff muscle strain, or it could be a really, really mild labral injury. Okay. Um, and one of those three things are usually, it's usually one, it's usually statistically it's a rotator cuff injury. All right. Um, InsideInjuries.com, Inside Injuries, the app, talking with my man, Dr. A, getting us ready, looking back at some of the things that took place yesterday, also getting us ready for the stretch run. Paxton Lynch, I guess fantasy owners not really going to Paxton Lynch, Doc, because they, that would be a losing proposition. <laughs> with that being said, he's yeah. still a human being. And uh, how's he feeling this morning? When, when do we see him playing football again? Well, uh, we're listing it right now as a grade one ankle injury, um, mild strain or sprain of the ligaments or the tendons of the ankle, um, nowhere near tear. <clears throat> but he is getting a uh, MRI on. Uh, actually, he's getting an MRI today. Um, you know, quarterbacks with these minor injuries, um, even though he's still sort of low um, injury risk uh, and he should heal re- relatively quickly and be fine for the next game. His HPF is below average at 65%. And so this injury will impact his ability to throw the football um, you know, in about a week. If he rests for two weeks, his HPF will be above average to peak. So, you know, uh, low injury risk, but below average. You know, but I, I think um, there are other issues uh, other than the health of Paxton Lynch for the Denver Broncos offense. <laughs> I agree, Doc. I saw them yesterday. It was very eight points a game-ish. Doc, well, yeah. I know we got to get you out of here right quick, but you got your Georgia Bulldogs. You got the Auburn. They got Auburn coming up on Saturday. How you feel about that? And we are ready to take on the Auburn Tigers again. Uh, a chance of redemption, basically. So I will be at the game. All right. There you go right there. April 4, April 3, 6, 8, 7, 9. We come back. Michael Crabtree, a keep to leave. 
The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. FNTSY Radio, FNTSY on YouTube, Fantasy Football Frenzy, Overreaction Monday. We got to get the all-in kid back up on this screen up here. Telephone number to get involved, 844-843-6879. That is 844-843-6879. Got the all-in kid, Jay goes right there. Got the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, Wall Street, Matt Medica. I'm Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive. So, not only did we have the Marvin Jones thing, which, like, shocked the life out of everybody. We had the Dak Prescott thing, which, full disclosure, I kind of saw it coming because I put Sun on my bench. I was hoping for the best because I root for America's team. But I was like, it's a good chance. I didn't think Sun would become Andy Dalton in front of my eyes. But, you know, it was embarrassing, you know. I was watching it around the homie. He's a 49er fan, and he was like, wow, I think I'd rather have Garoppolo. I was like, calm down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> so, you know, it was a little embarrassing on Thursday evening after, you know, after the meal. Um, then we had the, the Kareem Hunt disaster. He hit the Andy Reid wall. That was pitiful. Not only that, this week I also had Michael Crabtree give me a, a, a zero on three teams. Three teams took a zero because of Michael Crabtree. No, four teams. So out of those four teams, only one of them is going to come out of this week with a W. So Michael Crabtree is a player that I'm kind of invested heavy in. Hasn't really been getting the job done. I get it, whatever. But you know when he has the touchdown games, like no fly zone this week. I don't trip off no fly zone no more. Like you said earlier, Matt, it's, you know, Seat belts off. You are free to move about the cabin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> last year, at the end of the year, Akeem Talib and Michael Crabtree got into this thing, and Talib snatched his chain from off his neck. That's not a football thing. That's like some a street move right there. That's like a sign of disrespect. So Talib, I'm like, okay, Talib, he did this because this is a football game. It's referees here. You have your teammates. I have my teammates. I'm going to snatch your chain, and you're not going to do nothing about it. Word around the NFL is Michael Crabtree is soft. After the game, Michael Crabtree was like, well, Tlaib did that because the people around and stuff like that, he's acting as a tough guy because we're on the football field. See, right then and there, I would have had to, I'd have told Tlaib, I'm going to see you this offseason. You know what I'm saying? Period. 
and we're going to figure it out this offseason. See, my, I don't know who Mike, Michael Crabtree homeboys is. My homeboys would not let that happen to me. Because they're like, no, son, you got to play football. We're going to come take care of Tlaib. Because Tlaib's a clown, too. This is the same dude that shot himself by accident in the Dallas Strip Club. You know what I mean? So you're not like he, you're not about that life, uh, Akeem Tlaib. Then yesterday, the fight breaks out. I throw my hands and I say, oh, my God, Michael Crabtree, you're going to get thrown out the game. You ain't scored a single fantasy point yet. It's a donut. I became very upset with Michael Crabtree. I'm like, you got to stop this crap. What are you doing, son? You're killing me, Crabtree. Then I see where CBS shows that Tlaib snatched the chain again. When I saw that, Matt, I was like, yo, Michael Crabtree, you were right in everything you did. You were not. See, that's not a football thing. That's a street thing. You're not going to take personal property from me twice and me not try to put my foot dead in your ass. I agree 100%. Anybody lays hands on you, steals your personal property, tries to embarrass you in that fashion. And as you said, this is not the first time. This is the second time. I understand you're saying who's his boys and stuff. I mean, Chris Carter would have been like, you should have somebody out there that can take this guy out. You know, that's his mentality. But in my opinion, I had him in a big league with uh, Chris Vaccaro. He, he did the right thing, Crabtree. I, I was upset when I first heard it. And then once I saw what happened, I was like, you know what? I have more respect for him now for doing that. No doubt. Jake, I'm just like, listen. I understand the football thing in between these lines. We got to carry it a certain way. But Akeem Tlaib has brought some street stuff into Michael Crabtree's personal space twice. He had to defend himself in this situation. He didn't do enough, in my opinion. Uh, I'm, straight up. No, I'm serious. I was, I was watching with my buddy yesterday, and he, we were on the same page here saying the same thing. He's actually a Raiders fan, and he's, he was yelling the whole time. He's like, good, Crabtree, get him. And when he went through the punch, he's like, yeah, yeah, get him. Do that. And then you notice Tlaib had his helmet on, so he couldn't really do much about it. But honestly, this is a long time coming. They didn't, Crabtree didn't play the first game. This is why this didn't happen the first time around. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, like he was even, we were both like, yeah, take it to Tlaib before we even saw the replay with the chain. So we were already we were already behind him to begin with, and then we saw the chain on top of it. It happened a second time because he thought, my buddy, he thought that Crabtree wasn't even wearing his chain for that game. And I'm going to liken this something to like my personal experience here, and I was a little different. I had, I've been in one fight my entire life, one, and it was just somebody that I was going through middle school with that was one of those ones who thought he was a tough guy, bully, you know, kind of like shove you extra in gym, stuff like that. And then that one day, he came up to me and like snatched the ball out of my hand while we were playing basketball, and that was it. I had it. I started pounding on him, and you know, he got, best part was he got suspended. I only got one day detention because my <laughs> principal told him he had it coming, but that's my point here. Tlaib had it coming. I don't know why everybody's forgotten about how much of a schmuck he is going, yep. as you said, all the way back to the Buccaneers. This guy deserves this, and he deserves it from a lot of players, and I'm glad that Crabtree did it. Even if it cost him the entire game, I'm glad he did I only wish he would have done more. Exactly, Matt. See, see that, that that's one thing. I, I know a lot of fans are like, oh my God, he's so selfish. I had to take a zero. No, you're selfish because you're not you're not gonna let nobody come in your house and smack your wife on the butt are you two days in a row you feel what i'm saying so don't you know and that's not your personal property but still you get what i'm saying you're taking something from somebody akeem talib is not about that life because he's doing he's doing it on the football field with his teammates around it's cops around it's fans it's league officials he's not going to do that in the street and that's what makes him a clown I mean, for, for me, I would have been waiting outside the locker room. That's another thing. Pretty much, because, I mean, that would have to come to an end. I mean, as a man, Crabtree stood up for himself. You, you just can't. And like I said, 
Tlaib totally out of line. He, he, he did it once last year. He went back to it, and he deserved. If, if he wanted to be a tough guy, he should have took his helmet off and yeah. fought Crabtree right there. If he was really a tough guy, and he, he, he could have said, you know what? After the situation last year, Crabtree said he just acts that way. He pretends to be a tough guy. I'd have said, okay, I'm going to show you I'm about that life. I'd have caught you. Oh, we could have went back to the locker room area. Oh, we could figure it out now. It don't got to be a football thing. So I just wanted to get that out there. But that- I was hoping the teammate that came up and – so uh, Crabtree's teammate, I forget who it was. Came, no, so, no, before when they came up when he was trying to – when when Tlaib tried to throw the punch at Crabtree without a helmet on and Crabtree dodged it and threw it back. Yeah. I was the one that ran up and grabbed Tlaib. I was hoping he was going to snatch the helmet off of him and let him go at him because <laughs> I wanted Crabtree to get a shot in there. But, yeah, to your point, though, what does that tell you when Lynch is the voice of reason? What does yeah, that tell you? That means things got wild out there with every time you see Sean Lynch come out there. But he's got to stop with these opposite teams. You're right about I'm, that, I'm too, I'm not man. a fan of that at all. You know, in between the lines, when the game is being played, you're with your team, you're on your side, and – I don't care if you want to be peacemaker or not. That's not your job. No, but I, and I agree. You're supposed to listen. You train like Marshawn will probably say, "Oh, I just trying to make sure that they didn't get into it again." I was walking them so my teammates didn't jump him. If they were going to jump him on the sideline, they, he kind of needed that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you shouldn't have been in to protect him, Marshawn. He kind of needed that. So I'm not going to go there. See, this is the thing with with a cat like a keep to leave. That's what I don't like about him. Right? I don't know him, but I'm just saying the way he acts. He wouldn't do that to Des Bryant. You feel what I'm saying? He wouldn't do that. You see how A.J. Green put hands on Jalen Ramsey? He would not do that to A.J. Green. He did it to somebody that, you know, Richard Sherman has said that Crabtree is soft. Crabtree has the image of being a soft player, so he figured he can pick on him. He got away with it last year. Crabtree was like, you're not getting away with it this time. So there you go right there. A keep to leave. Like, same thing. That's why I compared yep. it to my life. It's the yep. same exact thing. Thought you could get away with it, and then you know, the person snaps. That's why I was so much for Crabtree, because I, I felt it. I felt the inner rage. <laughs> he had it coming, quote, unquote. Yeah. Now, I do like, hey, I do like his two offensive linemen going to blows for him, though. Yeah. I appreciate that, too. Yeah, they, they, they did. shop out there. They did. They, they went in there, and they, got, they mixed it up with him. That stuff with them and Derek Carr, I don't believe that to be true. At least I hope not. You know what I'm saying? If, if that is the case, that's a bad look, too. But, Matt, when you look at the NFL, it's going to come, and they're going to look at this thing. Do you think Michael Crabtree? He gets suspended, or do you think the ejection yesterday was good enough? Because if he gets suspended, we got to start talking Seth Roberts and Cordero Patterson. I think the fact that he was thrown out early in that game is going to save him. Yeah, to me, I agree. You know, look, he wasn't the one that pulled. He got his chain. Look, this guy did it. Like uh, in Jake's case, Talib had it coming. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just I have to think, like, if he, if there was no chain. I could see maybe yeah. because then it's like he he was holding it from last year and just decided to shove him all the way to the ground. But because of the chain and you see it on the replay, I think that both of them, because they missed basically 90% of the game, I think in this case, I agree with Matt. I think that they're both back out there next week. That's what you hope. But when the NFL gets involved in these things, you never know. Because the NFL could look at it like, okay, this was a real ugly situation. This was probably uglier. Then the A.J. Green, um, what's homeboy name, Jalen Ramsey thing, because this was like multiple brawls and they continued to fight. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, look what A.J. Green did. He took a lot And he was back next week, so I mean, come on. I don't see how you can. All right, so there you go. Oh, I got to see. All right, let me get Don Burns back up here. 844-843-6879. 
Um, oh. Oh. Wham, somebody said something in the chat. Yeah, he said uh, Paxton still managed to have more fantasy points than Dak. Oh! <laughs> they coming for America's quarterback in the chat. Like it. Okay, fine. I did a pre- I did think the dilly dilly Dak to the pit of misery. I like that. That was a good was one right there. Good. Greg uh, Martinez is on fire. <laughs> there you go right there. Shout out to Greg Martinez. Matter of fact, uh, thumbs up, a uh, thumbs up crew. If you clinch the playoff spot this week, thumbs up. If you can clinch the playoff <laughs> spot tonight, thumbs up. If 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 you sat Marvin Jones Jr., thumbs up. <laughs> if you got a jibber for Michael Crabtree, thumbs up. When we come back on the other side, want to take some of your phone calls over Reaction Monday, 844-843-6879. Oh, we got to talk about Corey Davis, and we got to talk about uh, Robbie Anderson. Robbie, 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 Robbie. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Reaction Monday Fantasy Sports Radio Network. My man Robin Murphy just hit me up on Twitter. Tlaib also gouged Dwayne Allen a couple years ago. He's a dirty player and needs to be removed from the league. Keeps Tlaib. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wild. I didn't know he's like tried to gouge somebody's eyes. Him and uh, Vontis Burke. He's been dirty. Wow. He's been dirty his entire career. I didn't like him with the Bucks. I don't like him now. I, hate him. I, that's, I tell you, man. Talking about this just got me. I just want him to now go. Punch him more now. <laughs> bring like, Jay, bring all talking Green, about this you? just makes uh, it's just making me more mad that he didn't get more shots in on him. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know. See, I knew he had the thing in, when he shot himself in Dallas, and I knew he kind of played a little bit too tough. Like he, I, like he think he a little bit tougher than he is. I didn't know he was doing all uh, dirty stuff on the field too, like in between the lines. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be careful like that. I was hoping somebody had that clip and they had like Rocky music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Crabtree bobbing and weaving on him. That's crazy. Akeem Talib. You know, you can't go for nobody's eyes. That's dangerous. Now you know what? You know what else you can't do on 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 like. To another way, if you want to get your ass beat, you know what you do to somebody, especially on the football field or something. Because I've seen play, I've seen something before. Don't spit on nobody. That, that's come on now. Like that's another way it, it, to get your head knocked off is by is spitting Ooh. on somebody. You feel what I'm saying? Don't be out I, there I on the football field is that worse, spitting on is people. That worse than the chain? That might oh, be worse than the chain. Spitting on somebody is basically saying that they're like. Subhuman, yes, pretty much. That's that. That is worse than the chain. Like, That's how you get stabbed. <laughs> your emotions can never get to that point to where you spit out of your mouth onto another human being. So, and um. Somebody did that. In the, it's been a couple times that's been done in the game. Did Sean Taylor do that to somebody? Or did Sean, Sean Taylor, who uh, today is the anniversary of Sean Taylor's uh, untimely death, did Sean Taylor spit on somebody? Or did Sean, somebody spit on Sean Taylor? Probably People probably too scared to spit on Sean Taylor, to be honest with you. But I remember a situation. I think no, it, was, it was. He was he was spitting. Sean Taylor did spit? Yep. That's a bad I just look, double John check Taylor. just to make sure. Yeah, yeah, he was just spitting in the face of Michael Pittman or the Buccaneer. Remember Michael Pittman? Remember that? Look Running at that. back for about three hot games. <laughs> I thought he. I thought it was somebody. I thought he spit on somebody from Seattle. Yeah, I mean, I remember in baseball. Yeah, you uh, might have done it twice. Who's the second baseman? He spit on the umpire. Um, Alomar and Roberto Alomar. Yeah. that's disgusting. That was bad. That was yeah. Bad. 
No, it's it's all it's all Sean Taylor spitting in Michael Pittman's face, but then the Bengals accused him of spitting too. Mm, wow. Well, rest in peace, Sean Taylor. Um, Sean Taylor was a hell of a football player. Very scary dude. He, I never forget, son, the wildest thing I ever seen in my life was when Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl blew up the punter in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> made him flip. He made the punter flip. I was like, get son away from me. <laughs> get him away from me. I don't want him nowhere near my Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, rest in peace to uh, Sean Taylor. Um, so I got to go to the SI building today. And when I did the video over there last week, I was telling them, I was like, this is the Corey Davis breakout week. This is the Corey Davis breakout week. And, like, everybody was like, that. It's like, okay, I, I picked him up. I picked him up. I, I picked him up a couple weeks ago when you said so. And I'm like, you got to play him this week. I'm, I don't, I, I, I'm going to be embarrassed when I go into the day, Jake. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to be like, you said this was the Corey Davis breakout week. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, I'm like how I was when Isaiah Crowell, well, y'all. I'm like, <laughs> what? You coming at me? <laughs> yeah, you coming for me? Uh, Jake, what happened to the Corey Davis breakout week? It comes down to Marcus Mariota, and that's why Marcus Mariota is staying demoted down here. He's, I don't care. Actually, hold on. Let me put him face down. He deserves to be face down. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> so that's what it comes down to. I watched that game intently because I had a lot going on for fantasy purposes in that game on both sides of the ball, actually some DFS too. So I was watching it. Marcus Mariota wasn't looking his way. He just would not look his way, and that's what was so infuriating. His first read was Delaney Walker most of the time, and when he was first read to the wide receiver, it was Eric Decker. And then it was Harry Douglas at times. Like, freaking Harry Douglas, are you kidding me? It comes down to the talent's undeniable, but we can't force the chemistry. The rapport's not there yet. I'm not talking about Corey Davis's side of it. I'm talking about when it comes to Mariota. Mariota's not looking his way, and this was a great opportunity. I know most people were on board with us. I know I was one of the highest, if not the highest, of Corey Davis. He was inside my top 20 this week because of his talent, because of what you saw in that throw that he finally went downfield to him. But we can't force Marcus Mariota to, one, play good, because he hasn't been this or play well this year, and two, to go to Corey Davis, unfortunately. Matt, this... I gotta go look at these people today. <laughs> you feel no, what I'm I, look, I, I've been I've been pushing Corey Davis, you know, left and right. I I was expecting the big week too. I mean, Mariota is just. I mean, I, I'm questioning Mariota home versus Houston this upcoming week, or road Ben at Cincinnati. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's a legit question. That shouldn't be that a should be Mariota home versus Houston. We as a community. I don't want to speak for everybody. I can speak for myself. We, but I, I kind of feel it is. A, I kind of feel like it is us as a community. We overrated Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota this year. Like they were inside most of our top tens. Hell, for me, they was inside of my top eight. Both of those guys, Jake, and both of them have been a disappointment. And people will say, "Oh, well, Winston was a disappointment because Winston had the shoulder." No, if Winston didn't have the shoulder, he'd probably been effing up right now too. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, he was definitely regressing. I'm actually, I'm, I'm checking right now for the. I know I had Marcus Mariota in my side, my top ten. I actually, had both of them. So Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota are back to back at the bottom of the top ten for me. Yeah, it did. It didn't work out. It, it it's it's uh... no. It, the thing is, as you said, it wasn't just a shoulder with Jameis Winston. So there's been two things. It's different for both of them. Jameis Winston, we talked about all year before the shoulder injury already happened. He was regressing. He went back to looking like the rookie. He was making poor decisions, throwing interceptions, and anticipation wasn't there. He looked like a rookie again. He looked like the guy that we had the concerns of when he came out of college. Marcus Mariota is now, I don't know if it's the fact that he hasn't had much consistency at the wide receiver position outside of Rashard Matthews with Derek coming in, Corey Davis being in and out of the lineup and in and out of the lineup all year long. I don't know what it is, but he's playing scared. Like, he's 
he, it's not just not looking at Corey Davis. He doesn't even want to throw downfield past 15, 20 yards. He does not look like the same quarterback from last year. Very apprehensive. You figure he's been in this offense since he came into the league, Matt. He should have this thing wrapped up. I don't know if he's hurt. I just don't like, you know, I'm like, yo, Mariota. What's the deal? I, I think maybe he's not 100%. Okay. I, mean, I think maybe he's not 100% healthy and he's been a little apprehensive and, you know, maybe the pressure and every, trying to do too much. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm basically making excuses for Mark yeah, Mariota right now. I had him pretty much, I think, nine. I had Cam 10, him nine, Jameis eight, Cousins seven. I had that pick six. I had that yeah. six-pack of quarterbacks. Where'd you, ha- where'd you have Winston? Winston had eight. Yeah, then right in there. Cousins I had before them, but pretty much to me it was Winston, Mariota. Cam, I just had to keep it in the top. (laughs) I just saw something funny. Uh, My man Terry R. in the YouTube chat. Mariota forced Davis the ball plenty of times prior to yesterday. Dude is the next Tajay Sharp. Let's not go down that path. Yeah. I don't. I think he's a little bit better. He's got to be a lot better than Tajay Sharp. Someone's a seventh overall pick in the draft, right? I think he went seven overall, right? Five. Five. Excuse me. Wow. Top five, five pick. Sharp was a, a UDFA, so we we not gonna go we not gonna go that far, Terry. But that was funny though. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. Robbie Anderson. And the fact is, go ahead. And the fact is, it's like what he got seven targets last week, four this week, and guess what? He caught all four this week. Mm-hmm. This is true, and it's just like I don't know. The offense just don't seem like it's like it's clicking right because they're not running the football that good. You know, well Henry is. You feel what I'm saying? But Henry not catching no, no they, passes. They got the Smash Mouth. They don't have the exotic. Part. Yeah, it's nothing exotic about it. Yeah. They, left, they left that back in 2016. They forgot that part. But this was a fantasy offense that was trending upwards. You figured Davis would help them take that next step. We didn't stash this kid all damn year, and yeah. now I'm like, I mean, can I put this dude back in my lineup? Every part of that game I saw, Henry was running well. Yeah, he was running better than. <laughs> Better than uh, Murray. And like you said, Murray caught some passes, which helped him. And then that touchdown, I was like, oh, man, Murray's not going to get this touchdown. That's crazy. This touchdown. And he got the touchdown. He got the touchdown. <laughs> I saw 29 in the end zone. The vulture. I, yeah. Like, that was a Henry's drive. I honestly, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? I, I mean, I really, just looking at it right now, I want to start doxing on Thursday night over DeMarco Murray. I just don't. I don't trust them, but I don't know what to do. It's going to be a tough it's call. Too early. It's too early for that, man. It's only Monday. It's overreaction Monday. I, my brain is not ready. <laughs> I haven't stopped looking at my teams. Though. My I'm brain is not ready for that yet. I came and looked at it a couple times this morning. I had I lost two teams yesterday. Um, I got a team that's going to drop too far, you know what I'm saying, because of that zero from Crabtree. And then since that team is going to drop too far and the fall behind to get that last spot, um, and then I got another team where I got eliminated because of Kareem Hunt. So I lost two of my teams. They're done for the season. Now I got five of my 12 redrafts that I can focus on, which is a decent number. You know what I'm saying? I, it was salad. You know, I can't win them all. You know what I'm saying? I'm falling. The damn PPO, the flex PPO. Oh, my God. This, you're talking about, it is, that team is legit. The Cowboys going these tremendous highs, and now I'm at this low. But it's because you're still I, in it, though. Yeah, I'm still I'm still fighting and scrapping, so there you go with that one right there. Uh Robbie Anderson. Uh we was doing lineup lock yesterday and I was like Robbie Anderson is on my bench and I was kinda of freaking out about it. I was like, I gotta figure out a way to get Robbie Anderson in this lineup. Robbie Anderson has to go in this lineup. I'm freaking out about it. And I had uh what's son that spell his name funny? Rashad Matthews from the from from uh Tennessee in my lineup. When Rashad Matthews was inactive, I was like, Yes, I get to put Robbie Anderson back in my lineup. 
and then Robbie Anderson goes crazy. Like I love to play with Josh McCown. It's like run down the field, and whoa, then whoa, Josh. Wait, Mc- wait, hold on. Yeah, go ahead, Jake. You were, you were going to actually bench him for Rashard Matthews? I was going to start Rashard Matthews over because of that matchup against that. I, I thought that was going to be like a thirty-eight to thirty-one game. Yeah, that that's fair. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, that, I, those were the two you were debating. I don't know if I would have went for away from Anderson, but I I can see it. And the matchup against Carolina, I should have checked the link. My bad. I, I just heard about Robbie Anderson all afternoon. Matt's <laughs> like I'm out of it. I can't do no more Robbie Anderson stuff. Yeah. So Robbie Anderson is in my lineup from here on out. If Robbie Anderson is in your lineup from here on out, give us a thumbs up in the YouTube because Robbie Anderson is. I'm telling you, I am the pres. I have named myself president of the Robbie Anderson fan club. Anytime you got Josh McCown directing traffic, like, go get it. And Robbie Anderson goes and get it. I was in my crib going crazy. I love Robbie Anderson, Yeah, I mean, man. he's come a long way. Yeah. I mean, I mean, remember, I just, remember over the summer, he had the problem in Randall's Island with the cops came in the and arrested him. From Jake. I was like, I yeah, Robbie Anderson. look at that. <laughs> he got arrested over the summer, and he had a beef at Randall's Island. He got arrested. I was like, what is he doing? I love him on my fantasy team. He's a locker room guy. Overreaction Monday, FNTSY Radio, Fantasy Football, Friends of YouTube, people, we out. Be back on the other side to clutch, shut it down. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Final few minutes, fantasy football friends. Thank everybody for checking us out over Reaction Monday. Hope your fantasy football team's still rolling strong. I still got some fighting for some fantasy football glory, so we hope you do the same. Just got a um, Kevin Duffy on Twitter. I don't know if he covers the Patriots. I think someone's on the show before, to be honest with you. Yeah, the Pats beat rider for, the Pats beat rider for Matt's Live. Yeah, this is the cat. Um, Belichick says that he would vouch for Shiano's character 100%, utmost respect, and zero reservations. So, I don't know. I, I do think Sun is getting railroaded, but, you know, you know that's, um, that's tough for him. What we, we got tonight, uh, Monday Night Football, Matt Medica. We got the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. Anything? Oh, your man Danny Woodhead. Let's see if he can get through two games. Yeah, Danny Woodhead. I, you know what? This yeah. game... I don't even know what the hell to root for right now. I'm so confused. <laughs> Are things setting up for week 13 as far as points go and stuff like that? So uh, I'm going to watch. I don't know if I'm rooting for the right. I, I mean, yeah. uh, one league I want uh, DeAndre Hopkins to score, and another league I don't want him to score. Yeah. I feel so, what you're saying on that one. Man. Mike Wallace, I am rooting for. Yo, I'm rooting. I have a couple of shares of Mike Wallace going to my flex, so I, I, I would take that and like Danny Woodhead. Those are the two. The Houston Texans, Jake. I like the rule for him because they got a lot of players from South Carolina, like Watkins and uh, Watson, D-Hop, Davion Clowney. They got both the Ellingtons out there now. And there's a whole host of others that skip my mind right now. What do you think about this game tonight from fantasy purposes? I just hate – God, I can't stand watching the Baltimore Ravens play football. Just the, that check down, that check down, that three and out, that check down. I'm just like, yuck. 
Yeah, that's. I'm interested in Danny Woodhead too. Look, he led the team in targets and receptions last week. Let's see if he can do it again and get back to that RB two value that we've been waiting for. So yeah, and that's the thing. That's the best part about it. It's Captain Checkdown over there, Joe Flacco. It's plenty of value the for elite, Danny Woodhead. The elite Joe Flacco. Yeah, look, look, I mean, Danny Woodhead on the season has about 19. He's played about 19 or 20 snaps. Yeah, and has like 15 fantasy points. That's crazy. So snap on a per snap basis, he's killing. On a per snap wait, basis, he's Antonio to, Brown. I, I have to throw this out here. Uh, shout out. To uh, Rich Rebar, uh, Lord uh, Reeves. Yeah. DeMarco Murray has rushed 43 times for 80 yards over the past month, posting rushing totals of 9, 10, 42, and 19 yards. That's crazy. And they won't, I don't want to play him this week. I do not want to play him this week. I don't blame you, Matt. But you uh, you kind of feel like he's he going to catch three or four passes. He's going to score a touchdown. He's going to have 17 fantasy points. And he's going to have 17 yards rushing. <laughs> the league better say uh, Doxon in the flex. <laughs> Who would you rather have rest of the way? And this is a silly question, rest of the way going into week 13. And I asked both of you this. DeMarco Murray or Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> oh, I wanted Christian McCaffrey for the longest time over here. Okay. What about you, Jake? You say Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, in a PPR, I would. Yeah. CMC. It's close, and it, it's close and non-PPR, but it, the problem with DeMarco Murray is what it's been for the entire year. You have to start him. Yep. And some weeks it's, you're going to be happy with it, and some weeks it's just going to be frustrating as hell. I want to be able to avoid situations like that moving forward in fantasy where you have, like, the DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry thing. I want to, like, um, I, I, like I, I don't want to get involved with that no more. I don't like the Sunday mornings where I got to guess with these effing guys. Uh, but here's, here's the flip description. Like, what if it's like last year, Freeman and Coleman, or this year, uh, Ingram and Kamara. It might work out that way where being that you're bought into that backfield, yeah. it's, a goal. it's not going to happen all the time. Exception to the rule, but sometimes it's going to work out for you. Or if one of them gets hurt, you know what I'm saying? No, in that situation, it does happen. But I think this this is what we do on draft day. We value Derrick Henry too high. Mm -hmm. Derrick Henry should not be a six-round draft pick in the 12-team redraft. He shouldn't be. I understand he's uber-talented. I get it. But he's going into his third year before we really get a chance to see something. I don't think they have Murray back next year. So taking him in the sixth, seventh round of fantasy drafts is a mistake because he's a handcuff. He's a he's a he's a he's a glorified handcuff, Derek. Oh, this is also well. Also, this is why handcuffs. When people always say, "Oh, I'm going to draft my hand," don't draft handcuffs. Wait till the middle of the mm-hmm. season to get your handcuffs because look at how many were handcuffs to start this year that aren't around anymore, or the next person up wasn't the handcuff that everybody thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. So. That's why I don't draft them. And there you go right there. Fantasy Football Frenzy, Overreaction Monday. Don't forget, coming up next, Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. That's with Florio Stanfull and Mr. Sussman. Then at noon, we got Red Heat and Rage. Oh, we got EY today, too. Oh, EY today, too. Oh, okay, there you go. There goes EY right there. Just switched over. Yep, we got yeah. EY. Uh, so he's ready to rock and roll. Tennessee Titans hat today. Um... Red Heat and Rage coming up at noon, 4 p.m. Eastern time. You know you come back for On Target Fantasy Football with Jake, Chris, and Joe Pisapia. So there you go right there. For the all-in kid, Jake Seeley for Wall Street, Matt Medica. Shout out to everybody, Don Burns, Danny Okas, the whole crew on the fourth floor. Fantasy Football Frenzy. We be out.